Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. And by allowing myself the freedom and the grace to take that break, my motivation came back. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 63. In this episode, I'm interviewing Amberly Smith for the My Way series. My Way is all about celebrating the unique ways memory keepers get things done. Amberly is our April featured artist at Simple Scrapper, and you will love her refined digital style. Hey, Amberly, how are you today? Hi, Jennifer. I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. It's truly uh, an honor, and I am I'm humbled to be here. So thank you. Well, it is my pleasure as well, and we will give our audience a little bit of a background here. It is currently October of 2019, but this episode is coming out at the beginning of April 2020, and we're recording it early because you are expecting a baby. Yes, ma'am. That's true. We're expecting number two. We're very, very excited. So, so exciting. Yeah, I'm so happy for you. Could you like introduce yourself a little bit more to help our audience get to know you better? Sure, absolutely. So my name is Amberly Smith. Uh, I live in Ohio, so central Ohio, uh, with my husband, our son, David, who is at this time one and a half, uh, and our dog, Paul Harvey. Love and it. Then, Great name. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have to give the credit uh, to my husband for that one. Uh, but he, he's a very good dog. He and David get along, you know, wonderfully. And that's a lot of fun. And as you mentioned, we are. We're expecting baby number two. Uh, supposed to be a little girl. That's what they tell me. So uh, we're really, really excited um, and can't wait for, for how that adventure will unfold. <laughs> Well, fun, fun. Yeah, by the time this episode comes out, hopefully you're all settled in and you can participate in our Simple Scrapper community during April as our featured artist. So we are so looking forward to having you here for that. Absolutely. I am thrilled and I can't wait. Thank you. You are welcome. We are trying so much harder to get more digital scrapbookers like yourself. And it's, you know, sometimes it's a little more challenging to find amazing digital scrapbookers who don't already use templates who help make their style even a little bit better. So we were excited to find you. Um, uh, one of our creative team members, Audrey Med, actually recommended you. And I looked at your feed and I'm like, oh, yes, definitely. So I'm excited to uh, have you on board for this month. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. That means a lot to me. So thank you. So one of the things we always do on the podcast is share one or two things that is exciting us right now. Do you have something to share? 
Absolutely. So as you mentioned, we're expecting baby number two. And I am not at all ashamed to admit that one of the first things I got super excited about when we found out we were expecting is the opportunity to make another baby book. I was, I had yeah. so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Creating our son's baby book. Um, that it, yeah, I, I sh- maybe I should be ashamed, but I'm not that one of the first things that went through my head was like, Oh yay, Now I get to make another baby book. This is going to be a ball. Um, and since we found out that it's a little girl this time, um, you know, I'm absolutely excited to go completely floral crazy and do all the girly things, um, incorporated into that baby book. So I am, I'm really looking forward to that. So fun. Yeah. I remember, I remember having a lot of similar feelings when I found out I was pregnant and my daughter was born, like just really wanting to soak in all of the scrapbooking goodness that was tangential to that and any leftover energy that I had. So, right. (laughs) So the thing that's exciting me right now is a product. So as of this uh, taping, I just came back from our in-person Simple Scrapper retreat and one of our members had this really cool date stamp. And it is a Heidi Swap date stamp that was created for Project Life. And it has the months written in Heidi's like script font, and then a regular like day and year part of the date stamp. But just the combination of the two is super cute. And it gives a little bit of a different look. And I'm just kind of obsessed with this stamp. And I've been putting it on everything. I've been suddenly dating like all of my photos. Um, and so I ordered it for myself when I was still at the retreat. It just arrived today and I can't wait to keep playing with it. I love that. It is those little things that make it so much fun when you get that injection of newness into your hobby um, that makes it like that much more exciting. I love that. And especially like the little things that you're going to use again and again, like just having a little, another fun little thing that's going to stay on your desk is always like a cool thing. Totally. The bang for your buck, right? Oh yeah. You can't do any better than that. For sure. All right. So another thing that we do here is to share our bucket list. And this is because we really want to make sure that at least part of the time we're telling some of the deeper, more meaningful stories. So a bucket list is a list of 12 stories that you really want to tell before you quote unquote, kick the bucket. So could you share one story that's on your memory keeping bucket list? Sure. So I love this question. And and I'm going to actually answer with two things. The first is I really want to document the early days of uh, our marriage. So I, I'm new to scrapbooking. My husband and I have been married for 10 years, and I just recently started uh, in the past uh, you know, couple of years. So I've got gobs of photos and memories and just ideas and stories and things that I'd love to document and say about the time that we were together prior to having our first child. Uh, So that is absolutely something that's on the bucket list. And subsequent to that is um, my mother-in-law actually just shared with me a bunch of photos of my husband from his childhood. Um, And she asked me if I would be interested in documenting those and collaborating with her to get the stories down. And I love that idea. I love that it would be a collaboration between the two of us. Um, I don't know if my husband's totally thrilled about me having all of his baby photos, but um, I love it. And it's definitely something that I look forward to doing at some point during this journey. That sounds like such a fun project. We have all of my husband's baby photos as well. And I'm really trying to 
get him to sit down and help me and especially to engage his mom and well as well in the process because you know these family members are not going to be around forever we need to make sure that we're collecting those stories as we can um so i always like to do a little bit of now and a little bit of back then in my Mm -hmm. scrapbooking as well absolutely i love that So this episode is another installment of our My Way series. And this year in 2020, we're really trying to make sure that we're featuring all of our featured artists in this series to help you get to know them a little bit better. Um, Each of our featured artists has given us a selection of their pages that we then create sketches and digital templates from for our member community. And Amberly's pages are so beautiful, so simple, and I'm, I'm thrilled for you to see them and to get to know her a little bit better here today. So can you tell us how you got started scrapbooking? You mentioned you haven't been scrapbooking very long. Yeah, absolutely. So um, really, my husband was the first person to introduce me to what scrapbooking is, which maybe that's a surprise, but he's he's an incredibly thoughtful gift giver. He he listens and he's extremely thoughtful about the gifts that that he bestows upon anyone. Uh, and after the birth of our son, I was really kind of clamoring. Like I, I had all these pictures and I wanted to say all of these things, but I didn't know what to do. Uh, I, I had been a journaler, so I was journaling things all through my pregnancy and I had all these words, but I didn't know what else to do with them. And I was feeling a little like stuck and underwhelmed with what I had done thus far. Um, And for my birthday, he went out and bought me my first 12 by 12 album. He bought me the papers. He bought me the tape runner, the embellishments. Uh, He had photos of our son printed for me. That's amazing. Uh, it, it, It gives me goosebumps. Like he truly just thought like, oh, this is what she needs and he was right. He was absolutely right. Um, so I sat down and, and started uh, probably, it was during maternity leave. So it was sometime in like mid-April um, that I really started getting into it. And it's been love ever since. <laughs> what an amazing story. I have... I'm I'm just yeah that's you have you're very lucky to have a, a thoughtful gift giver in your family and yeah I've never heard anything like that before so that's super cool. Yeah, thank you. So do you feel like you know obviously it hasn't been, you know, decades here but how has your hobby evolved since those beginning days? Yeah, absolutely. So I you're right. It hasn't been very long, but my my hobby has evolved uh, what I would consider greatly since that first time. So I started as physical 12 by 12. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I first got those products, it was very simple. Take take a piece of 12 by 12 paper. I have my photo of my son and some photo corners and I would add a couple stickers here and there and then write out all the words. Um, And then I got on YouTube and Uh-oh. I saw all these other <laughs> YouTube things. YouTube is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, whoa, there's so many other like ways that I could be doing this, right? So I, I learned about pocket scrapping and I learned about smaller sizes and I learned about kit clubs and, and all of the things that are a part of this world. And to truth be told, I got a little overwhelmed, right? So I started doing that comparison thing that, that everybody says you shouldn't do. Um and from there, I started asking myself, okay, slow down. 
what do I really want? What, like, what am I trying to do here? I'm trying to get my stories told. Uh, I want to document my son and, and his life and how he's growing. Um, so I took a step back and started simplifying things. And that's then too, when I learned about digital scrapbooking, um, we live in a pretty modest home here in Ohio. I don't have a lot of space. Uh, so the 12 by 12 album and all of the supplies started to get very cumbersome pretty quickly. Um, and at that point I realized, oh, well, there's this digital world and I could do this and not have all of the things they, those things would live in my computer, uh, and organized very well. And then I can get this photo book printed and, and put it on my shelf. So that's really where I am today. Um, and a lot of it is driven by space saving, um, and living in kind of a modest home and trying to save as much space as possible. So that's kind of how it's, it's shifted and changed since the beginning. I love how you kind of, you had a certain starting point. This is what you understood. And you really leveraged the wealth of information out there to think about, okay, what are, what are these different hats that I could try on and which might work for me? And to really consider, you know, your preferences, your end goals, and, you know, all of your real life realities to chart your own path and find your own way. That's, I mean, that's really the core of what we want folks to do who are listening to this podcast and especially these my way episodes to, to think about what they may resonate with from our different guests and, you know, adjust and make course corrections to their own hobby to make it, you know, more joyful and, and more easy. And it's okay to make course corrections, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to get you know further along in our conversation, but it that's one of the biggest learnings is it's okay to change your mind. There's there's no set rules. If I start in a twelve by twelve physical album and then change my mind to a six by eight digital album, go for it. It's okay. It really is. And what matters is that you keep going and yeah. you're continuing to tell your stories and you're enjoying the process along the way. Because if you're not enjoying it. That's a problem. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So, you know, fast forward to today and the way your hobby looks now, how would you describe your style? Yeah. So I, I definitely try, or rather what resonates with me is, is less is more. Um, I get, I get very overwhelmed very quickly. It's just a pers personality trait. Uh, so the pages that I create that make me the happiest are the ones that tend towards uh, a more minimal style or a monochrome palette. Um, and I try to keep them simple and tidy. That's how I describe it um, because it, it's less overwhelming for me uh, in that perspective. I'm curious because my style is actually very different in that I like layers because my perfectionism comes out with minimalism. So I'm curious mm -hmm. if you like if you deal with that at all or if maybe that's not a problem that you have. Oh, I absolutely do. So I actually <laughs> there was one point where I, I so I'm on Instagram and I posted to a story like, how long do you think this layout took me? Right. And it was a simple one. It was, you know, one photo and a couple cards and a couple embellishments. And overwhelmingly, all of the responses were, oh, this took you under an hour. Like, this is totally simple. You did this in under an hour. Not a problem. And I thought, holy cow, 
This is going to be a learning for my friends on Instagram. This page took me like four hours to finalize, wow. uh, which is crazy, right? Now that's mm-hmm. probably, you know, one of the the first few that I did. But I have learned through the process that it doesn't have to take that long. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, and really, what is perfect? Right. No, good point. Good point. I mean, it's we there's a certain point that we have to say this is good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly in digital, if you want to step back to it later, you can and then re-export your page. Um, particularly if you're not printing right away, there's mm-hmm. that that time period. And even with paper, stepping away might help you make those final decisions when you've not been staring at it. Jennifer, stepping away is probably like one of the biggest tools. Oh, for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. I always yeah. say that if I am trying to do a layout in one sitting, it takes me like 30 minutes to do most of it and then 30 minutes to figure out where the last embellishment goes. Mm-hmm. And I'm Absolutely. like moving it around until I feel like here's the spot. And then if it's not working, I have to step away because I know like maybe the embellishment doesn't need to be there at all. <laughs> right. Or maybe I, it will come to me at another time and, and, and letting go of that, that feeling that you have to force it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And sometimes I would get stuck on oh, I really want to use this one word art, or I really want to use this one embellishment. But as the page progresses and develops organically, maybe it doesn't fit anymore. Yeah. So save it for another project. It's all good. It doesn't mean it didn't inspire you along the way, even if you don't use it. Exactly. Um, I'm curious, as you've evolved in digital, like once you went digital, how did your style change? And what advice would you have for others who are trying to find their their creative aesthetic in scrapbooking? Yeah, it's a great question. So the my first like attempt or first pass at digital, I leverage digital templates mm-hmm. like crazy. I So I do all of my projects on Photoshop Elements um, and I didn't really know where to start at first. Um, and when I learned about digital templates, I was like, awesome, this is great. Um, watched a couple of YouTube videos on how to use them. Um, and that's really where, where I started. And then I learned like, oh, I can take things away from this template or I can add things to this template. And by learning to manipulate the digital template and how to remove things and add things in, that's really how I think I, I found my style, um, which then led me to a point where I don't feel like I need to start with a digital template every time now. I'm not as Mm -hmm. afraid to start with like a blank page in Photoshop elements. Um, But leveraging those digital templates was by far and away the best way for me to start. And even today, if I'm looking to make uh, a page quickly, uh, I'll use a digital template. Or a lot of times I see a digital template and I'm like, dang, that's awesome. I'm going to use that. I go purchase it and use it with my stash. And I love it. Yeah. I think that particularly for the placement of photos and papers together, like how is this, like what's the foundation of the page going to be templates mm-hmm. and, and even sketches for paper scrapbookers are so helpful. Um, especially when you have more than one photo, like how do I get this to feel good? And then you can put your own kind of design spin with the products that you like and, you know, more or fewer embellishments, but mm-hmm. giving those, getting those bones down, I think is really where sketches and templates can help. I absolutely agree. So I'm curious, how do you stay motivated to create? Do you have to use tricks on yourself or are you just always bursting with creative energy? 
<laughs> That's an awesome question. So I would say uh, I was definitely the latter when I first started. Mm-hmm. I was bursting. I wanted to do all the things. I was uh, creating pages weekly, if not daily, um, when I first discovered the hobby. Uh, just full bore documenting all the things. Um, and at one point, I can't remember exactly when it was, but at one point during the year, I did fall into a little bit of a, what you may consider a creative slump. Uh, wasn't feeling motivated to create, was kind of uh, underwhelmed, didn't know what to what I wanted to do. Um, and what the, the best thing for me at that time, honestly, was to just take the break. Mm-hmm. So I, I probably took a break for maybe, maybe two months, like in those two months, I think I created two pages, uh, which was extremely different than when I first started. Um, and by allowing myself the freedom and the grace to take that break, my motivation came back. Um, I just needed a minute and, and it was okay, right. To take that minute. I, I got kind of caught up in, oh, I'm behind on this this project or I'm not doing this right. And I think that's what lent to that, that kind of feeling of overwhelm. Um, and by stepping away for a moment, I was able to learn that you don't have to be working on, you know, your family album for this week. Next week, it's okay if I'm a couple weeks behind or months behind or years behind. Uh, as long as when I come back to it, it's something that I'm enjoying and I'm documenting things that truly add value uh, for me and my family in that album. Um, so that's now my main motivation. That's is, such a, a, a wonderful point because I think we can be really hard on ourselves if we um, – desire to step away or something in our life takes us away the guilt we let the guilt build up and then we kind of just the the mental spiral gets out of hand and then it gets even harder to jump back in but if you give yourself that permission that it's okay to step away whether it's something you need to do or choose to do that you know that you're gonna your creativity will just come back even more so uh in the future um, i want to direct our listeners to episode number 38 which at the time we're recording it, this is the one coming out on Monday, October 14th, but um, episode 38 with Jen Chapin talks about her year-long hiatus from scrapbooking and how, like, what it taught her and how she is recovering her energy and what she learned from that whole process. So I hope you guys jump back to that one um, when you're listening to this in April of 2020. I love that. I'm looking forward to that episode. That sounds... Uh, it sounds extremely motivating. Um, yeah, there's so much goodness in this one. Um, mm-hmm. But turning our our attention back to the future here, April is Photography Month. As you guys have gathered by now, we are theming every single month at Simple Scrapper in 2020. And I'm curious, do you have any tips or tricks that you use to capture and create photos that you really love? So uh, that's a great question. And I wish that I could tell you that I have some sort of super tangible trick to get the perfect shot. But I don't. Um, as a matter of fact, I think my my tip and what I try to share with people is that your photo doesn't have to be perfect. 
Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a theme of our conversation so far. Imperfection, uh, yeah. Right. It's okay. Uh, I have pictures of my son that somehow the light was perfect. He's smiling. He's got on the cutest outfit that isn't covered in food or throw up. And I just make those really big in that layout. Um other photos, maybe they're grainy or, you know, maybe it's a little, it's a little blurry or it isn't perfect. Or there's, you know, in our Christmas photo, the bobby pillow was in the background. Um, that's okay. That's real life. And that's what I want to document personally. Um, so I try not to get super hung up on the photo being quote unquote, perfect. Of course, I drool over the beautiful photography like everybody else, right? So Mm -hmm. we've talked about Instagram. My feed is full of that. I get all kinds of inspiration uh, from those photos and I love them. Uh, But I try not to hold myself to a professional photographer standard when I'm not in fact a professional photographer. I like that perspective. That's a really healthy way to approach it. Um, Because we can see some folks, like, they really relish the photography and the photo editing part of the process, whether they're memory keepers or just folks that are hanging out on Instagram. And some don't. Like, that's some that's not what jazzes them up. They love playing with their finger playing with their finger. They love working with their hands or working with pixels on the computer and moving things around and creating something from their photos. We all have different parts of the process we love more than others. And whatever that is, is okay. Absolutely. I would also add that one thing that I do is that I, I think some of my perfectionism rears its head most with my photos. And that's why I do either like black and white editing, because that covers a multitude of sins, Mm -hmm. or even more of like a ethereal vintage filter just to give everything like a more consistent look particularly if I'm trying to bring photos together from multiple periods of time and they just don't go so just absolutely give everything the same kind of editing treatment and you know it looks nice absolutely or make it make it smaller that's my I guess that's the other tip is sometimes I I love a photo but it's not perfect so it'll be a three by four Mm -hmm. not a not a six by eight um and that's perfectly fine So speaking of sizes and formats and things like that, I'm curious what you're loving in scrapbooking right now. And first off, like what sizes are you creating in? Yeah. So I, our family album is in a six by eight size, which I love. Uh, Six by eight for me feels really manageable. Um, It doesn't seem too overwhelming, but then it's also enough space that I feel like I can get creative and do some different Uh, some different things in my scrapbooking. Um, So I love that size. And then I also work in, I still work in 12 by 12. Um, I love like a big square page, especially when I have the opportunity to blow up a photo or um, even when it's, it's using a smaller photo and looking at all that white space really makes me happy. Um, So I love those two sizes. And then I've also recently been working in a smaller uh, five by eight blurb book size, which is a lot of fun too. Uh, So it's almost like a traveler's notebook size in, in like a digital format. And I really love that. Very cool. I'm curious, are you printing exclusively photo books from what you do? Are you printing any individual pages? Yeah, good question. I am only doing photo books. So it's, it's different. So one of the the first projects that I completed was December daily for 2018. And I did that physically. 
Uh, and when I entered the digital world, I thought, oh, I'll do hybrid, um, which is what I, I intended to do. But then my printer broke and I wasn't after Christmas going to go out and buy a new printer. So I decided to start doing the photo book thing. Um, and again, I just haven't turned back ever since. I really love it. I love the fact that it's really compact mm-hmm. um, and that I can, and maybe this is my, my perfectionism, in the six by eight size, it sits just perfectly on the shelf right above my computer, right in my space. And I can see it right there and it's easily accessible. I can pull it off the shelf. You know, we can flip through it. I don't have to hide it somewhere. Um, so that's why I go with with digital photo books at this point. Do you print soft cover, hard cover, or a mix of both? Uh, right now, I've only done hard cover, but I have been looking into soft cover for some of the smaller projects or more targeted projects. Mm-hmm. I guess is maybe a better better way to describe it. So I'm thinking about doing a soft one for um, like a holiday album or uh, like my personal. Uh, you know, all about me book. So we'll see how that turns out. So there's something to be said for a photo book that whether it's digital scrapbooked in, a, in that sense, or it's just a photo book that you create with photo book software, that it puts these project boundaries around what you're doing. So it becomes something that's much easier to finish because you can there's a clear end point to it. You're doing a project and I'm trying to reach the point in which I can print this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I would say that was a learning too. Uh, when I first started putting together our family photo book for 2019, the format that I selected, I didn't realize limited me to 47 pages. Ooh. Jennifer, I, f- I freaked out. It was April and I was well over 47 pages. So I was like, well, shoot, I need to be more mindful of this going forward. So thankfully, the the company that I was choosing to print with had another um, like option that would a lot use some more pages up to 200 pages. So I was like, okay, I'm Can you good. go into some more detail about the, the first option you'd picked and then what you had to switch to? Yeah, absolutely. So with this company, the first option, and what's the company? Uh, it's milk books. Okay. Have you heard of them? I have not. Um, so I used milk books for my son's, uh, baby book. Mm-hmm. So 12, I did his in a 12 by 12, uh, went with, their, I think it's called the premium photo album. And then they have classic photo books. Um, but the photo album has heavier paper. Uh, it's like a glossier paper. And then the other option is a thinner paper. So that's why it can allow more pages, right? So with the photo album, um, with that thicker, higher quality paper, they limit the pages so that it doesn't put too much stress on the binding of the book. So that was, that was a learning. Oh, for sure. And yeah. are you creating <laughs> like, once you finish your pages, do you put them into the photo book software or do you wait until you're all done and, and then load everything in? Oh girl, I got to put it into the photo book software like right away <laughs> because at least the software that I'm using allows you that like visual flip through yeah. option which gives me probably a similar sense to to physical scrapbooking where you can flip through what you're doing and what you've gone through so far. Uh, and it gives me that sense of, okay, I'm getting there. I'm making progress, um, which is important to me since I'm not doing like a physical album. 
that yes, sits on my I, desk. I love that. And I think yeah. that is a, a big pro for if you're a digital scrapbooker to do a photo book, even actually, honestly, even if you're not going to print that photo book, just throw your pages and photo book software so you can flip through them. Oh yeah, absolutely. I do it with my personal, like all about me pages. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm truly ever going to print that book, but the fact that it's in there and I can digitally like flip through it feels really good. It feels like I've actually like finished something. Yes. And that, I mean, that really, we can't underscore the importance of that to visualize your accomplishment because that gives mm-hmm. you the motivation to keep going because you feel like you're making progress. Absolutely. So what products are you loving right now? You mentioned that you're very tidy and neat in your scrapbooking. I bet there's a smaller selection of designers that you just go to again and again. Yeah, you nailed it. (laughs) Uh, So um, I have the honor and the pleasure of being on Sahin Design's creative team. Uh, She was one of the designers that when I first entered the digital space, I was drawn to. Um, And I I reached out to her on Instagram. We started talking, loved her stuff, loved her feed, loved all the projects that anybody created with her designs. So when she opened up her creative team call, I applied right away. Uh, And I just adore her products. I adore her. I adore the team that I sit on. Um, So love that. Go back to her stuff all the time. And then the other designer that I use uh, pretty much exclusively at this point for our family photo book is Wilson and Wilson. So she's an Australian designer, Mm -hmm. very like minimal, clean. The fonts are just gorgeous. Um, I, I love her stuff. And again, it's no, it is. I was thinking maybe I use somebody else in our family album, but it, that's, she's the only designer I'm using in our family album right now. Love it. Very, very cool. So everything that we've heard in this episode, I will link up in our show notes. If you're curious about any of the products or people or places that we've talked about, we will definitely include a link for you. So I'm curious as a digital scrapbooker, you have digital products. How are you staying organized? Do you keep your photos and supplies in the same system or are they separate? How does that all work for you? Good question. So I am very methodical about my picture and supply organization. So uh, I leverage Google Photos for for all my pictures. um, And then I will favorite them and download them and save them down into my my laptop at home. Um, There's like a maybe an irrational fear in my brain that if I don't download them and like save them off, that somehow they'll disappear from Google. Um, So I do that. They're all saved by month and year. And then I also try to tag them and name them uh, based on who's in them. So if I'm looking for a specific photo of my son, you know, I can find it easily. And then all of my supplies are organized by designer and by their, um, like their collection name. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a matter of fact, I, my, my digital stash is growing. And I've been recently thinking about changing up how I organize my supplies, potentially by season or theme. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I've been noticing a lot lately, like, oh, I have this picture and it's October and I really want something about being at home in the fall and cozy. And sometimes I forget like, oh, what was the name of that collection that 
has those elements where if maybe I bucketed them by themes, it might help me find them faster. Could you use tags to accomplish that? Yeah, I think I could. Instead of actually physically reorganizing them. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good idea. I hadn't considered that. This is definitely something I've recently just started thinking about. (laughs) Because I think sometimes we have like, I really want to think about this category of supplies in this way, but you may not always think that way. But we tend to always go back to like chronology in terms of photos or in terms of supplies, like this stuff came together. Right. Um, But sometimes we want to see all of our buttons together or all of our orange things together. And between tagging and all the artificial intelligence we have now in our different tools and software, like I love um, both Google Photos and Lightroom have facial recognition, Um, even... I don't, I've, I've tested this both in actually in, in Google Photos and Lightroom as well, like searching for green or orange or, or landscape and random food, things like that. And it, it really does a good job of coming up, like it's looking at your photos and trying to figure out what they are. Yeah, absolutely. And that's probably one of the challenges too with digital scrapbooking, right? So my supplies are, are digital. I don't have them in front of me. So they're not maybe as easy to go through to pick out what I want to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so leveraging those tags, I think, is a really fantastic idea that I'm writing down right now and will probably do here this weekend. Well, and since <laughs> you use, I'm, I'm apologize, I feel like I'm going into like teacher mode here. Since you use Photoshop Elements, you could use the organizer to to look at your supplies across folders and, and do the tagging that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and still keeping them separate from how you manage your photos. Sounds like a good weekend project. I know. <laughs> I love, yeah, especially like cool fall weekends. It's time to huddle up and get some fun things done. Absolutely. So what about ideas for your scrapbooking? I think this kind of runs the gamut. Some people love to, they don't want to ever forget anything. And other people, which includes myself, kind of trust that I will never run out of ideas. And so I don't tend to write them down. I want to just do what's next. Mm-hmm. So where do you fall in that spectrum? And, and do you, what do you do to store the things that you want to create? That's a a good question. I'm probably somewhere in the middle. Um, So I've always been an avid, like an avid journaler. So I I have a daily journal practice, a daily gratitude practice. I like to write things down. Um, So I write down ideas for scrapbooking. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I've got a journal and if something pops into my head, like, oh, it would look, you know, I want to try this layout where I've got a a 12 by 12 with like three things across horizontally and maybe this, I'll just write it down. Um, Or similar with stories. Oh, my son the other day, Jennifer, my son, the other day, we had our first number two in the bathtub. And I thought that like in the moment, it was like terrible, right? I was freaking out. The next morning, I laughed so hard. I was like, this is good. Like, this has to get documented. I somehow have to incorporate, like, I don't have a photo of this, but somehow I have to document the story that this happened. Yeah. Because it's going to embarrass the heck out of him at some point. Oh, yeah. And it's making me cry. I'm laughing so hard. So I wrote down in my journal, like, okay, we got to figure out how to document number two in the bathtub for the first time. I'm She's trying to remember. In. I think I had this <laughs> moment where I like texted my husband. He was like out of town. And I'm like, I don't know whether to take a picture of this or not. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, do I want to save this or or not? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it happens to every kid. It's just one of those stories. I think it's going to be in a lot of our scrapbooks. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I try to just write those ideas down. Um, And then to your point, like, if I see a page that I really love that I think like, oh, I want to scrap lift that or I got a lot of inspiration from that. Uh, you know, if it's on Instagram, I'll hit the little save icon. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's in, I mean, if it's in Pinterest, I pin it to my scrapbooking board, which is forever long. And who knows if I'll ever actually go back to see those pages, but that's what I'm thinking I'll do with them. Um, but yeah, I just, I try to document, you know, in my daily journal, if I, if there's a story that I want to scrap and then when it comes to actual like designs, um, a lot of times it's just looking, you know, at, at what's around me, maybe scrap lifting myself, uh, which I tend to do a lot, um, and going back to tried and true methods. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to absorb the inspiration of others' pages. And yeah, I pin them sometimes or I save them sometimes. But I'm just hoping that some of that will just seep in somewhere and Mm -hmm. infuse my next page because I don't always think to go back and visit that other thing. But I trust that my brain is really smart, much smarter than I am, and it's storing that somewhere. (laughs) Absolutely. I think I'm the same way. (laughs) I'm curious about your journals. This is a physical journal. It is, yeah. So... um... My, I've actually been journaling uh, since the fourth grade. So my mom gave me my very first diary in the fourth grade. Uh, and ever since then, just I just journal. Um, it's evolved throughout my life. You know, when I was in fourth grade, it was, you know, writing down, you know, who my friends were and what we were doing and what, what boy band I was listening to at the time. Um, and then as I, as I've gotten older, it's, you know, evolved into, you know, just documenting different things, a lot of feelings. Um, I think there's something to be said for putting pen to paper, which maybe sounds crazy coming from a digital scrapbooker, but physically writing my feelings out in paper, physically writing down the things that I'm grateful for every morning. Uh, is incredibly therapeutic for me. Um, and it's something that I, I do daily, um, just as, as a daily gratitude practice and as something to help fulfill, fill me and my soul. So you, you said you did, you do it in the morning. Yes. Every morning. Cause I'm always cur- like curious how people develop this habit if they don't have one, um, and what times of the day works best for them. Because I, I like this idea of the, the freedom to, you know, write down your feelings, explore what's going on, capture a memory, an idea, or even like sketch out a page that you want to create. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to have different things for those purposes. It could all just be in one, one book Mm -hmm. that you just have on your desk all the time. Yeah. I I mean, and I love that. Right. So, um, you know, I, I, I do generally do it in the morning, but there have absolutely been seasons of my life where, you know, I, I went away from it for a while and that's okay. Uh, when I was, you know, in college, it was something that I did, you know, maybe once a week or, you know, just when I went home to visit family, um, there have been times, you know, I just do it whenever I'll, if it's didn't happen this morning, I'll probably do it this afternoon or this evening. Um, and if it doesn't happen at all, that's okay too, but it is a method, um, for me to get my feelings out, to, to document those things that I want to document digitally in my scrapbooking, um, and to work through 
generally it's just a lot of feelings, right? Just getting that stuff out on paper is really therapeutic for me. Oh, I bet. Yeah. No, I've, there's, I mean, I, I see scrapbooking in general as a gratitude practice, a therapy practice. And mm-hmm. if you can add journaling on top of that, it not only prepares you to scrapbook, but helps you, you know, process your feelings and get your thoughts organized before you ever sit down to create. Absolutely. And you nailed it. It, it scrapbooking is hands down one of the best things that I've uh, like gone into and one of the best hobbies I've, I've ever, you know, developed for my gratitude practice. It truly is. It's something, there's something about the journaling and having the photo and the beautiful, the beautiful elements and papers that when you put it all together and then you've got this, this tangible thing, it, it changed the way that I started seeing the world around me. Uh, well, and I'm sure it was undoubtedly an important part of your postpartum experience after your first baby. I mean, it's a really uh, challenging time, some sometimes to an extreme degree for, for certain women. And I'm sure that it helps you cope with all the changes that come from being a mom and, and learning <laughs> learning about how to do all those things and being okay when the baby poops in the tub. <laughs> yeah. Like you're giving me goosebumps. It's so true. It absolutely was uh, and is a part of that journey, right? Uh, You know, becoming a parent is is a whirlwind uh, and having a way to to work through the feelings and the highs and lows that go with that journey uh, is something that's been really, really valuable for me. There's another point that I want to kind of tangent off to here, and it's this is not as important, but I think there's kind of a misconception or this belief that if you become a digital scrapbooker, like that means you're going to do everything digital, that you just live on your computer and that maybe you don't have other tangible craft hobbies anymore, that you don't like to write things or you don't like to do planners or whatever. It's not like mutually exclusive. Just because you choose to create photo books and do digital scrapbooking pages doesn't mean you can't have other fun crafty things or or personal expression things in your life where you actually use your hands <laughs> in the real Abs- world. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, I would say that my my journaling and writing is something that I do, you know, physically. Um, as a matter of fact, I I'm, you know, wrapping up a honeymoon album um, that is physical because 10 years ago I I printed out my photos. That's what I did. Um, And I really wasn't interested in digitizing them um, and making a photo book. So I'm doing a pocket page album for for our honeymoon album. Uh, I fully intend when I get to collaborating with my mother-in-law on all of my husband's childhood photos, that that'll be physical. Um, Because I love the fact that those are, those are the photos, those are it. Those are the photos that she took, that she had developed. Um, and I love the idea that it'll be a physical book of things from his childhood. Uh, I'm still trying to convince her to to let me like have her handwrite things out. She doesn't like her handwriting, um, but I'm trying to encourage her that again, that's important. Her handwriting as a part of her and her story. Um, and I think it would be really beautiful if if it was in the album. So we'll see if I get her on the bandwagon. Oh, for that. I agree. I mean, that's having <laughs> handwriting is a treasure. Yeah. All right. This has been so amazing. Um, we've, you've already shared so many lessons learned from your scrapbooking experience. But did you have anything else that you haven't shared yet? I mean, I can't think of anything that I haven't shared. Um, you know, the biggest lessons for me have really been grace and gratitude. 
beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when we, we give ourselves that permission to, to be imperfect as we've kept touching back to, even though we may have these tendencies to want to spend four hours on a page to get it just so, you know, there's always another page, there's always more supplies, and there will always be another story to tell. And so it's more important that you just keep moving and embrace the, just the joy of the experience along the way. Absolutely. Couldn't say it any better myself. Well, thank you, Amberly, And thank you, everyone, for listening. I want you to go away and remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way.